Hey, 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 Leadheads. Welcome back to another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. This is episode 310. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you Leadheads have had a great week since we talked last. If you didn't get a chance to go back to last episode, check out episode 309, where our guests were Abby Bartosh of Honor Flight and our good buddy and fellow Leadhead, Nick Dooley with Dooley Defense. Another great nonprofit organization. So go back, check out that episode, and we had some giveaways that we were doing during that episode as well. This episode, I think you guys are going to really enjoy. We've got Maxim Defense talking about their new PDX, their personal defense weapon. It's a very small, compact, like under 19 inches overall length. Very cool. And then they've got a brake and a buttstock that we're going to be talking about too. So you're going to enjoy that one. And then right after that, got a, a couple of former Army guys from Charlie Troop 37 Cav joining me. And uh, they're going to be sharing some stories with us from their time over in Iraq. So you don't want to miss this episode. It's going to be awesome. Don't have a lot of announcements for you this episode, but I do have a couple. So before we get into those interviews, real quick, have a correction that I want to make. I had given improper credits to a post from last week. We were talking about a post for the TVT, the, for the Modern Spartan Systems giveaway that we're doing for their cleaning kit and TVT engine oil additive. And I had uh, wrongly given Austin, Leadhead Austin, credit for a post that Alex Kellums had done. So Alex, I apologize for that, but you can thank Austin for correcting me on that. Uh, he had sent me an email. But uh, true to form, Austin went and stepped up and he made his own post. So there you go. He has one now. So he is properly entered into the uh, Modern Spartan Systems cleaning kit and TVT engine oil additive giveaway. We're going to be giving two of those away. Uh, and we've got a lot of giveaways. If you're just now joining us, you've skipped ahead, you've missed uh, all our other episodes, go back starting in 300, episode 300, We've got a lot of giveaways that we're doing. We've got giveaways from Caltech, got giveaways from Glock, got giveaways from 1776 United, from Rats Tourniquets, from Armament Systems and Procedures, ASP, Modern Spartan Systems, all kinds of cool giveaways, Safari Land, X-Steel Targets. So you want to get caught up, find out what you got to do to win. I'm not going to be giving anything, anything away this episode, so if you're just listening, uh, to see if you won something, I'll go ahead and, and spoil it. I'm not giving anything away this episode. I'm getting ready for our next episode. I'm really excited about our next episode. It's going to be with the author, former Navy SEAL, Jack Carr. Uh, Jack Carr has written a couple of books. He wrote The Terminal List, and he wrote True Believer. So you guys can thank Leadhead Jason Farmer for setting this up. Jason had sent me an email a while back saying, hey, would love to hear Jack Carr on the show. And I was like, hey, sounds cool, man. Won't you, won't you set that up? <laughs> and and uh, he did. True to form with you leadheads, you follow through, you do what you say, and we're getting him on. He's going to be on the next episode, and Jason is going to join us on this interview. He's going he's to help co-host with me. And then also joining us is going to be Charlie Melton. So I thought it would be cool to have a Navy SEAL interviewing a Navy SEAL. So that's going to be a great episode. Former Navy SEAL sniper, 
and author Jack Carr on the show. Not going to be doing any Jack Wagons or Leadhead Brigade heroes this week either, uh, but keep those coming in. I've been receiving your, your nominations. Next episode, we're going to go over those. I know there's been a lot going on recently. The NRA, there's been some some people resigned from the board there. You guys have probably seen that. Uh, one of those guys was actually here from Tennessee. So we're going to get caught up on all that and everything next couple of episodes. But keep them coming in. If you got Jack Wagon nominations, you got Leadhead Brigade Hero nominations, email those to me, talkinglead at gmail.com, and uh, we'll add those to the list. Uh, also, last episode, I had extended an invitation that if any of you Leadheads wanted to be on the show, kind of like we did a few episodes back when we were doing the nominations for our new segment, the Leadhead Brigade Heroes, which... Uh, I changed the name is Lefty's Heroes. Uh, I talked about that last episode too. But anyway, I want to get a panel together. We're going to do another live show with just you leadheads. And for our pilot for the Lead Force One, we've got a lot of great nominations on that. And I want to get a panel. Like I said, I want to get a panel together. And uh, we're going to narrow that down. So the panel that I get together, we're going to go through all the names. We're going to narrow it down to the top, like three or four or so. And then we're going to put that list on social media like we did last time and let you leadheads vote on that for the winner. So if you're interested, shoot me an email. You've got some more time. Talkingled at gmail.com. Put in the, in the subject, I want to be on the show, something along those lines. And then... Uh, I'll be in touch with you if you get chosen for that. So several of you have sent that in already. I've been in touch with you. Uh, so looking for, you know, try to get, you know, four to five of you leadheads on there. Can't get too many. Don't want to get it uh, too disruptive. But uh, it'll be fun. So I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, and speaking of the uh, the Lead Force One, I got an email from one of you leadheads. Leadhead Mark P, Mark Peck. It sent me an email. His email says, Hi, Lefty. My wife laughed at my situation and wanted me to share it with you. We were listening to the episode, and when you ran through the Glock contest, we got a good laugh because I nominated Russell Case, which he's the fictional character from Independence Day, played by um, Randy Quaid, the, uh, the cuckoo dad. But he was actually the hero of that movie. If you ever watched the movie, you know that he was at, he was the actual hero of Independence Day, not Will Smith. Uh, but anyway, goes on to say, and you guys laughed and joked about it. And she nominated John McClane from Die Hard. And you guys laughed about it too. Then when you started naming the submissions for the drawing, you didn't name me. I yelled on my phone for missing me. Then you said if you didn't name someone, it was because they did it wrong. So she started laughing at me. So sorry about that. Then to add insult to injury, she won the damn prize. So, <laughs> I mean, that's still pretty good. He kept it in the family. She laughed her head off and I pretended to pout about it, but I'm glad she won. Well, and, and Amber, Amber Peck was our winner last episode. She won the first $75 Glock gift card. Hopefully she'll share that with you, man. Uh, just sweet talker, buy her some dinner or something, and uh, maybe she'll she'll share a little bit of that with you. 
but thank you for that email, and I'm sorry for overlooking you, but yes, you did do it right. I did go back, and I double-checked, and, and you were right, and I just overlooked it, man. I'm sorry, and I do that sometimes. So, guys, if, if, if you catch me in an error, just shoot me an email, let me, let me know, and I'll, you know, I'll try to correct it. Um, but we've got several more nominees since that last time. And we're going to go over those in that episode when I get you leadheads together. Uh, it's not going to be next episode. Like I said, we got Jack Carr on, the author. He wrote the, the author of The Terminal List and his new book. We're going to talk about his new book. I don't think I went over this when I was talking about it. Um, True Believer. So that's going to be a great episode. Next episode, make sure you guys tune in for that. You don't want to miss it. Uh, but yeah, I'm really excited about it. That's kind of the brevity of this this show. I don't have a lot of announcements for you guys. Um, but just keep following us on social media. Keep up with our post. I'm gonna put a I'm gonna make a post on Instagram and Facebook, and you guys can post your questions for Jack. Okay. So be looking for that, or you can email them to me also. Talkinglet at gmail.com and just put in their questions for Jack. And uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get those posts. We'll read them, read them to Jack on air. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's it. So, uh, as always, make sure you go and show some love for all the sponsors and friends of the talking lead podcast, especially, you know, for our 300th episode celebration giveaway that we've been doing since episode 300, 1776 United, they put up Four gift cards. We've given all those away. ASP, Armament Systems and Procedures, ASP USA, put up three XTDF flashlight kits. We've given two of those away. We've got one more of those to give away. We've got the Glock gift cards that I just mentioned. We've got two more of those to give away. Uh, Rats Tourniquets, we've been giving those away. Uh, good buddy Jeff Kirk, Kirkham over at Rats tourniquets, really appreciate that. Uh, the modern Spartan systems got two cleaning kits that we're putting up uh, for giveaways for that. And don't forget to use that discount code that we gave two episodes ago that you get 15% off your purchase for modern Spartan systems and 15% uh, will go towards the support of Camp Patriot. We had them on, like I said, two episodes ago. Make sure you go back, episode 308, listen to that. Use these discount codes when I give them to you guys. This is this is another way that our sponsors and friends of the show know that they're hearing you on the Talking Lead podcast. So use those discount codes when we give them to you. Take advantage of them. A lot of them are exclusive just to you lead heads. And you know, our big giveaways, Dooley Defense has put up a 22 suppressor. Good buddy Nick Dooley, which we had on last episode with Honor Defense. Um, 22 caliber silencer from Rebel Silencers, and uh, that's going to be awesome. So you got to go back to the previous episodes. I'm not going to go through all what you got to do for each one of these. Go listen to the previous episodes, and you'll find out. Uh, and then X Steel Targets has put up a set of, of AR-500 steel gongs. Haven't released details on that giveaway yet, but that's coming soon. And, of course, the, the big one, the big papa from our sponsors, Keltech. Keltechweapons.com, the CP33 pistol. Yes, that's right. The CP33 22 long pistol that they've got, competition pistol. That's going to be an awesome giveaway. 
and uh, we're still ironing out the details on how we want to give that away, but that's coming. So keep listening. Keep listening to find out what you're going to have to do to win that. And, of course, all local, state, federal laws apply. If Don't expect to win this if you can't legally own this because you're not going to get it, okay? It's just the way it is. I, I have no control over that. But it's going to be good. And we got all these other awesome giveaways and prizes that we're doing. So take part. Be engaging with us on social media. Be engaging with our sponsors and friends of the show. That's how you win. Leave us feedback on iTunes or the podcasting app that you're listening to us on. Uh, you never know where we're going to go and we're going to pick winners or how we're going to do it. Uh, unless we give you specific details like I've done in the past 10 episodes on these giveaways. So. So that's all I got for you guys right now. Let's get into these interviews. Enjoy them. Show our sponsors some love. And I'll be engaging with you guys on social media, Instagram, Facebook, uh, and emails. Enjoy. All right, Leadheads, we are back. And our next guest joins us from No Stranger to the Shows. We have Maxim Defense. Uh, but we do have a new guy on the show from Maxim. We've got David Larson joining us. How you doing? Thank welcome you very in, much. David, David you're the Vice President of Sales and Marketing. Yes. So welcome in. Thank you. Welcome to the Leadhead Brigade. Love it. Love <laughs> it. It's a great name. <laughs> Michael's been on a couple of times, so uh, our listeners are familiar with Maxim and okay. uh, what you guys got going on. But uh, here at the show, you guys brought a couple of new offerings and uh, it, really cool things that you guys are want you want to hear about. New guns that Maxim has. They've got their own line of rifles now, pistols. And uh, that's one we're going to talk about now. And right, it's the right. PDX. The PDX, yep. So tell us tell us about the PDX, David. Yeah, we first launched the PDX at SHOT Show. Mm -hmm. um, so that was our first, you know, coming out with the gun. Um, this is uh, the second time we've actually been able to get it out in front of the media. And we've been traveling around with it a little bit. But uh, for those that don't, don't know, the PDX haven't heard about it. Uh, it's our first entry into the weapons market. Uh, the PDX is 18 and three quarters inches in overall length. Mm -hmm. um, so it has a fire. overall length, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a shorty. It's definitely a shorty. It is. It's definitely short. Um, talk about the the thought process that went in to designing this. this you know, product, Maxim started accessories with the um, uh, you know really the stock side. So we kind of call it the tail. We developed a SCW stock, um, you know, for the market in our accessory lines. And then from there, you know, we kind of always wanted to get into the weapons and firearms business because most of the guys have come from that, mm -hmm. uh, that industry. But we knew we had to get something correct, and that's really where everything started. The genesis was from the, the SCW. And then last year, about July timeframe, SOCOM uh, put out a submission for a sub-19 mil. Okay. And we said, hey, we've got the SCW, so let's go ahead and start to, you know, start to pull all this together. And once we started to, you know, miniaturize uh, the AR platform, that's really where the PDX was born from, was from that uh, initial submission. Michael had always had, you know, prototypes and, uh, um, you know, a few things around. So mm -hmm. our CEO, the owner, Michael Winfeld, has been, you know, kind of pushing us in this direction from a company. Right. And that's where everything started. And I knew he'd been working on this uh, for a while because last year when he was here, he actually had the prototype here. Yeah, yeah. And he was showing it just to a select few. And I got to see it, and I was like, wow, that's, that's going to be awesome, man. So. Yeah, it was still in it's still in white format. So it was <laughs> basically just a bunch of aluminum that had yeah. been pulled together. Yeah, yeah but you got I mean, basically what you did is you, de you developed a, a firearm around a, a stock system. Right. Yeah, you know, it was pretty interesting. We got some side wind hitting us here. 
got the doors open at the lead quarters. <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that was that's you don't really hear about that. Um, but you guys really took off with it through this government uh, opportunity to have a government contract, right? That that launched the first platform, and then from there we we sort of started to mess around, and we came up with um, you know knowing that when you have a five and a half inch barrel, there's more that has to be done to the gun. So that's when we really got into development. We needed to have something that could help us take the hate from a five and a half inch barrel and really you know really push that down range mm-hmm. and then we started working on what we call and we've what we have on the market now which is called the hate break the hate break <laughs> it, it it lets lets the people that are around you beside you um, understand that you can actually shoot a five and a half inch without losing your teeth you right know? yeah and i got to shoot this thing too and it shoots really nice and you know as, as your range mates appreciate that that break that's on there <laughs> it's, trust it's, me it's interesting um, it also the 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 technology helps with when we go short. We need to make sure that we you know focus on the cycling of the of, of the weapon sure. for reliability. The gas, yeah, the gas system and timing, everything's right. crucial. So it actually builds up a little back pressure in the hate break, and we have a proprietary gas block that we're using. So with the hate break on the front, which we um, project that uh, uh, project everything percussion downstream or downrange. Mm-hmm the in unison with the gas block and then the scw stock is really the meat and potatoes of the pdx that's what's that's what's allowed us to go that small right the scw um what we ended up doing is we actually have the bcg and we integrate the buffer into the bcg scw collapse length on that stock is only four inches so um by taking that buffer and we offer different buffer weights uh because we do sell the the SCW stock on its own, mm-hmm. but we take that and we integrate it into the BCG, and now that allows us to you know really miniaturize. Right now, with through this government contract that you guys have, what what requirements are they looking for for their their new PDW? Yeah, the the um, the requirement has been going short. You know, everything they they've come to us and and where we first started from was sub nineteen. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously duty built, uh, looking for something that's, that's going to be able to hold up under the pressures of what uh, you know first responders and, and uh, the operators are going to be looking for. Mm-hmm. So um, the overall weight of the gun and how we you know, manufacture the gun, some people will lift it up and say it's a little bit heavy. Um, but that also helps with the recoil, that helps with the ride, that helps when we get full auto. So we It's really a little heavy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it feels it feels like it's a little heavy. It's only five pounds. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that at all like when heavy. I was yeah. when I was shooting. I think it heavy did not come to mind. Okay, good. We nice. had a few people like before they before they squeeze the triggers like, oh, it's a little bit heavy. It's like when you start putting all of that together, it really helps. Um, were these the girls the that were shooting? <laughs> they could. Is been. that what it is? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not being sexist. You know, it's probably <laughs> some of the guys too, sissies. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, putting all that together, if you'll notice that one of the things we've come out with um, in the past has been HK416 rails. So we actually adopted that across the top. Mm-hmm. After the 9 mil, then we started to look at 5.56 um, as one of the calibers. And, um, you know, it was, let's figure out where we can go from there. So we expanded into saying, let's let's come up with the first 7.62 that hits the market and something that that's, that, that's small. That's small, yeah, short. So <clears throat> we directed a lot of our energy and attention towards the 7.62 by 39. So those are the two that we're launching, two calibers we're launching in the PDX that actually start shipping the end of April. Okay. Now, is this what you're going to be offering the military also, or is that just going to strictly be the nine? 
Uh, no, actually, all calibers uh, okay. will be will be offered through um, uh, through the military as well as the LE. Now I know they like you know like the MP5 kind of size and you know that's their sub gun. But mm-hmm. I mean, this is like sub sub gun. Right, right. You know, th- is it, it was- too short? <laughs> well, can you ever go too short? Right? I don't know. Um, I don't know. That's the question. Yeah, we're getting a lot of. I mean, then you just get into basically, you know, just go back to your handgun. You know? Well, you know, so the LE that we've been talking to, you know, a couple of things we're hearing back and the feedback that we've gotten is, you know, there are certain instances where they want to roll up and let's say uh, motorcade is the only people that can get through all the traffic to be the first responders. Mm-hmm. So um, our weapon actually fits in the saddlebag of a motorcade. So now we've got that opportunity to be able to provide them with on, you know, on site shoulder power. fired. Right. Yeah. Firearm. Um, the school protection officer, you know, being able mm-hmm. to walk around. We've had a lot of interest from the LE market around that where it fits in a backpack. So now they're able to be in the schools. They're able to be able to be walking around and not have to have something so scary, but yet be able to pack the power um, that they need at the time that they need it. Right. So, um, and also the uh, um, going that short from a home protection truck gun, you know, type of scenario is where we see a lot of excitement uh, in the uh, in the consumer market. Yeah, and I can see a lot of excitement building around this this rifle or this. I keep calling it a rifle. It's a pistol right. at this point, but they, it would be SBR, obviously, if you went with the yeah the stock option that you guys now you have a brace option we do have a brace um the braces uh the first production run braces just showed up so here at big three we're actually able to um to show it to people and get them to you know to interact with it and shoot it so both of them will be shipping Um, we offer the uh, the weapon in a arid uh, color as well as black in both calibers arid is like a tan it's, yeah, kind of a tannish, and um, you know we've got a couple of different things mixed up. Cool. So, so joining us now, introduce yourself to the to the Leadhead Brigade. Yeah, Gun Channels underscore on Instagram, uh, aka Marco. But um, yeah, I actually got a chance to shoot that Maximum Pistol Brace, and it is super smooth. Great. So it's cool to have that collapsible, you know, stock feature with an actual brace, and not ha- not be forced to go SBR because so much of the market isn't going SBR right, right. now. Like, you know, yeah, like, the, the trend is to do the the brace type stuff now. 18 inches, you know, the, the full length of this thing is 18 inches. Collapsed, give me, give me yeah. your thoughts on that, Marco. I mean, that's that's something that, you know, a lady could put in an oversized purse. Someone could rock in their backpack, you know, be on the go. Easy to conceal, you know. Talk, screw a, you know, screw a truck gun. I mean, you could put that in most, you know, oversized glove boxes right there. So, right. Yeah. definitely, you know, the, Any kind of vehicle gun there. Like he was talking earlier, your motorcycle, put it in your, you yeah. know, saddle, on your saddle. saddle. Moped. You yeah. Put it on your moped. You put it in your <laughs> moped. <laughs> you know, however, you, your bicycle. Well, <laughs> right. Right. You know, people have things on their, their bicycle nowadays, too. Um, now, you're talking about your braces and your, your stocks. You sell those separately. Yes. That's separate options. You've got three different sizes that i saw out there you may have more than that yeah but you've got one that's like super tiny small that right. that could fit on a, a carbine right. platform yeah that's our scw stock that's the one that's on the pdx we also sell that independently um, those are shipping now um, in a brace or sbr version that's four inches collapsed yeah. now you yeah. need a special buffer for that we and do. you guys offer that as a package yeah right? yeah we ship the kit um with the buffer and spring and BCG because we have to take the buffer and integrate it into the BCG. Yeah. And that's what allows us to get the travel. Yeah. But on your other ones, the normal, your um, bulk carrier group and your, your 
buffer system works fine. Yes, and well, the buffer system for us, our CQB line, which is kind of like the meat and potatoes for for Maxim, where they've been around forever, um, in that playing in that market, um, we do have proprietary buffer and spring that goes along with that okay. because of the the overall length of the stock itself. We came out with this year uh, what we call our CCS version, our, our carbine. So you can use your own uh, buffer, your own spring. It's got a carbine length tube on it. So you can snap that onto a 308. You can put it on whatever you want if you know if you want to run your own buffer and spring uh, combination. Yeah. So uh, we kind of offer you know all those different levels for the consumer. Just a quick question. Um, you said that with the uh, with the proprietary buffer, I'm assuming like it's it's a two spring system, and the buffer's cut down shorter than a standard buffer. So it's a li- yeah, it's a little bit different. We but what we did is we took a um, uh, it's it's a it's a standard length buffer. But we shaved it down a little bit, and we drilled holes in the end of the BCG, and we shoved it up inside the BCG. So we still get the same length, um, but then we're able to capitalize on that extra inch of travel. So if that's for the SCW. On the, um, uh, for our CQBs, then yes, it is, a, it is a little bit different in length. They're tungsten on the inside. We offer, um, what, a standard 3.3 ounce H1, H2, H3. Uh, as as we go up in weight, so depending on how you want to gas your system and how you want to you know get the spring to interact mm-hmm. with it, cool. So again, just to recap on the um, PDX, you guys offered five five six, going with the seven six two by three nine. Yep, which is very cool. Shot it also. I uh, did shoot the seven uh, the seven six two. It was it was really really nice. The that hate break really, you know, help. Unlike a crank, you know, with that loud concussion killing your your range mates there it really projects it out and makes it a pleasure to to shoot on the range yeah it lowers flash um so it's it'll reduce the flash and the little bit of back pressure helps with the recoil as well mm. so the 556 five, the 762 um if you're going to be at nra stop by you'll see a little 300 blackout there as well same okay. length well 300 um, blackout nice okay. yeah and we're planning on uh releasing that in the october time frame now, if people go and look at this, you got pictures posted online. Yep. Social media type stuff. Give yep. give those out so they can go yep. check so this Maxim, out. So, Maxim, so, you know, www.maximdefense.com. And that's M A X I M. Correct. Maximdefense.com and social. Um, hit us up at, at MaximDefense, all one word. Now, are they going directly through you guys to get these now, or can they go to their uh, local gun shops and pick these up? We're carried uh, by, you know, the distributors are, are sending down to the dealers. So if you walk into some, you know, into your dealer, hopefully they've got Maxim. If not, you know. Ask them. Ask them. Ask them and, to get it uh, in. Or if you want to hit us up on our website, we sell all, of our, all the products through the website as well. Are you carried okay. by any, like, large dot-coms that people would know out there? Yeah, so Optics Planet um, carries our stuff. Uh, uh, Rainier um, carries everything that we have. So okay. so you can pretty much can find you get the hate brakes there and the braces and the stocks? Yes, sir. Pick yeah. all that up? Well, yep. Obviously, they can't get the firearms there, but... Yeah, uh, well, on Renew they're selling the PDX. Oh, okay. Um, so they do. They're 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 selling both the SBRs and the braces. Optics Planet. Well, actually, um, uh, you know, we're going to talk with them about the PDX. We also offer the just the upper itself. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> Maxim has been very modular, um, and you know, we need a stock to be able to fit on just about any AR that's out there. So we designed the upper and we designed the PDX to where you could actually take and just buy the upper and throw it on any standard mil-spec lower. 
So you can Perfect. get that five and a half inch. It's got the hate break, the proprietary gas block, um, you know, really get that size. Mm-hmm. But you can use your own buffer spring, BCG, Perfect. Um, and that type of stuff. Oh, that's great. Yeah. <clears throat> and then if you want to experience the really short with the SCW, we sell what's called a kit. And it has the upper, the SCW stock system, comes with a grip and a mag. Do you want to discuss prices on this or not? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. the uh, the PDX MSRP is $22.99. Um, the PDX kit, which is the upper and the SCW stock, and it comes with the mag and the grip. Mm-hmm. That's that's MSRP of seventeen ninety nine, okay. and just the upper alone by itself is twelve ninety nine MSRP. Yeah, not bad at all. And, and that's five and a half inch. The five and a half inch. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. So, what optics do you uh, you recommend around? I just pretty much any standard red dot yeah standard red dot. We've got the uh, today we've got Trigicons on there. You know, um, you may so run irons. Yeah, you know, it pretty much we, any we irons. pretty much put everything on there, you know, from from a testing perspective, a lot of personal preference of what you want to, mm-hmm. you know, what you want. It has the the HK416 style height rail. Okay. So, you know, you pretty much can find anything. There's nothing proprietary, you know, it's it's got the M slots and, you know, the Picatinny going across, so you know, you're pretty good to go. Yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to ask. Uh, is when you were talking about for the government, the contract, what kind of what kind of accuracy are we getting at these and at what ranges? Yeah, so we're getting an MOA of 300. Um, so guys are hitting. I couldn't do that because you can see I'm wearing bifocals. So <laughs> so I'm not going to be able to hit what some of these guys can hit. But uh, go out to the range and we've got Joe out there and he can he can, he can can show you how this thing is really good um, at the longer, you know, at the longer ranges. Um, so on the 5.56, five, um, so from a velocity perspective, uh, we just did a whole bunch of velocity testing, and we're continuing to do more. Five five six is nineteen twenty nine currently. Okay. So you know, pretty respectable at a five and a half inch barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, and the seven six two is uh, seventeen seventy two. I know that was one of the questions a lot we've been hearing in socials. When are you guys coming out with your you know velocities and ballistics and all these other things? So you know we're you're working starting on. to roll in it. We're starting to roll it. We're starting to roll it. So as we test more ammunition um, and we get things rolling, then then we'll be excited to be announcing you know new numbers. Is there a 50 BMG in our <laughs> in our future? For you know, five inch. <laughs> we talked about that yesterday. Did you really? Hey, I'll tell you. Our owner Michael, you put you put the gauntlet in front of him, and I think he'll be showing it next year. Victory. I'm sure he's probably got it, some plans or something in yep. in the works on yep. it already. Big hate break on the end, but no it'll idea. take the hate away. Well, David, thank you so much for taking the time to yeah, be this on. Is excellent, really appreciate it. Guys, check them out. Maxim Defense. M A X I M Defense. Uh, and you just go to their website. It's MaximDefense.com. Yeah. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Cool. Appreciate thank the you. opportunity to talk about our product. Look forward to uh, talking about that 300 when it comes out, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can't yeah, wait we'll, to see that. Yeah. We'll definitely, definitely be hitting you guys up. Yeah. Away. NRA. Yeah. Everyone can see it then. Yeah. Everyone is going. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. go to NRA. You check it out. Yep. We'll preview it there. And then the goal is to ship in October. Can't shoot it there, but uh, you can look at it. Yep. Yep. Very It'll good. be fun. I mean, I guess you could shoot it there, but. Yeah, go to jail. Yeah, and you, <laughs> you know, might what, go to jail. Be the last thing you shoot. <laughs> yeah, where the gas block and you know, we just throw one other thing out there. The gas block we're working on um, actually allow you to shoot, shoot uh, supers and subs without having to make any adjustment at all. Really? So one mag to the next, and she rolls. Nice. And so, that's coming out, and that'll be displayed at NRA as well, or that's uh, future. It'll be. It'll be. When, my fingers are crossed. I said this is a preview, not necessarily the. We're not going to hold you to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that's what we're shooting for, and that's what we're seeing. So we've been going through some great testing, lots of great results coming out. I mean, that that platform you put the hate break and the SCW on it, and there's a lot that can be done with uh, with with your builds. Right. 
Very cool. Excited, man. Can't wait to have you guys back on to hear yeah, the, the next thing that you're going to be bringing to market. Yep. Innovators here, guys. You know, we do that here on the Talking Lead podcast. We get we get the best innovators on the show. Maxim definitely innovates. They, fa- they fall into that category, no doubt. Thank you. So Thanks for taking time, David. Yep. You guys have a great day. Enjoy the show. You can, you can hang out with us. We're going to talk with Marco now. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys want to come join us now? Oh, yeah. yeah. Come on. Come join us. Have a seat, Sobe. Mic up there. How'd that sound now, baby? It's like Barry White. Shit. Turn your mic on, Sobe. Shit. First time you ever been on the radio? Yeah. God damn. The only time. It's the only time. Might be the last. (laughs) Get a knock on my door when I get home. First time might be the last. Yeah, let's see if you remember everything. Welcome back. You like that red one, don't you? Yeah. Red on my head like, like the wee-wee of a big old dog. I got this big <laughs> mutt down here that I got to put on the corner. So. <laughs> All right. So, guys, uh, joining us again, we've got John. Uh, Hello, everybody. I don't know if you want me to give your last name or not. So uh, I don't care. It's up to you. So if they want to come knocking, they can come knocking. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we, we, you guys heard him earlier when our, we had CJ on and Schwell. And he's gonna. He promised to bring a buddy by to tell more CJ stories. Yeah. And uh, here he is. We got Sobe. Hey, what's up? The the infamous Sobe. So you get a little bit closer. All right. And you'll you'll hear yourself in the headset when it sounds. All right. Okay. There we go. Like good. Yeah. 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 And Marco's joining us too. We still got Marco here. How's it going? Did you turn Second yours back on? Yeah. Good no, deal. I'm back on. Good deal. So, I mean, where do we start? We're, we're wanting some good Ooh. stories, some good CJ stories. Yeah, I came right in just, <laughs> just a good time. <laughs> so, where, where should he start? Oh, I, I don't know. I, I would probably say um, it. So, how did y'all meet? Where's the first time you met CJ? Can you remember that? Oh, probably a motor pulled a gunnery range, right? Yeah, more, probably gunnery. Yeah. It would have been gunnery. Um, we were in the same troop, yeah. um, Charlie Troop 37 Cav, and uh, obviously he's a pretty outspoken person. So uh, Sobe was always in third platoon, and I think he was there even before I got there. And uh, I got there, and I was senior scout for – I was a senior scout, which was the same position. Uh, Dillard was initially filling over there in first platoon. Uh, Dillard. Dillard, yeah. <laughs> I, I should probably stop that. No, CJ, that's fine. Yeah, you call him what you call him. That's uh, good. I like that. But yeah, it's perfect. Um, he's he was always really good at what he did, and um, a little outspoken. So, yeah, um, a little ass. You're yeah. you're sugarcoating it, man. <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> so they were telling us some some stories earlier um, about being over there in Iraq. Yeah, and uh, the big what, forty tanks, forty four mm-hmm. tanks. Were you part of that? I was in the back of his vehicle for yeah. it. Okay, so you guys were in. Yeah, same yeah. one. So after we crossed the berm, my driver fell asleep and ran into the back of his vehicle. <laughs> so <laughs> it happened. So yeah. he got my vehicle, and his vehicle that was ruined got left back in a parted uh, out. Yeah, stripped it, it, down got, it got stripped. It was horrible. We were sitting there while it was being towed to a collection point of all damaged vehicles. People were coming up and ripping off every piece of metal they could on their Bradley, off that Bradley, <laughs> to mount on the side of a home V so they'd have more armor. You get more armor? Yeah. They were just cannibalizing it, exactly. huh? Oh, yeah. Everything. I don't think I had a road wheel by the time it made it wherever no. it was going. We even had someone come back and take the whole gun. 
Are you serious? What yeah. did they do with that? They, well, when they things go down in combat, then they, you know, get extra. scavenge it and put it, you know, replace their part or whatever. Because yep. there are a lot of parts that, you know, just like an engine, you know, take a water pump off here and put it on the, you know, make that thing work. And yep. right. same thing with the, the Bushmaster on the on the Bradley there. So, yep, yep they used it all. Um, but yeah, the the funny thing is, we tried to limp it along as far as we could, and yeah. I think I told a little bit of that story. But my my dismount was sitting in the back of the vehicle with. <laughs> fuel up to his up to his knees and uh he wasn't saying anything he was a little bit intimidated by me i guess i opened up the back door and fuel just poured out and i said what the hell is going on here guy <laughs> oh well you know <laughs> so we weren't on fire so yeah yeah didn't want to say anything so we did what we had to do and uh we doubled up on the crew and yep. kind of worked out good because then we you know doing long long uh long scans of her sector you know we could divide it up and he do half and i do half and you should have started smoking a cigarette to, you know really scared of <laughs> yeah start yeah. ashing his way like yeah so yeah so well, i want to hear some cj stories CJ I'm, I'm getting stories. you warmed up this, this has got to lead right, to a cj so, story here. Oh, come on do you tell him about the river the river mission no i i wasn't really involved with the, i think i was um just getting ready to go on leave when oh, happened. So you go ahead with that one. so uh we had a river mission where we had to go up the there was an island in the middle of the euphrates river and they thought that they were using as a the insurgents were using as a cachet for ieds and so right. we had to go up and clear this and they were using uh some heavy metal boats from the the engineers came down and used some heavy metal boats. We could get the dinghies in from the side easy. Right. But we had to go way down the river, a few, what was it, like five Ks down the river to actually launch these boats to get them up. And that was the closest we could get. <laughs> so you got this boat going up the middle of the Euphrates with a bunch of soldiers and a few engineers. It didn't stick out at all. Oh, no, not at all. Cab scouts all. and tankers that have never been in a, <laughs> in a boat before, let alone with all their gear and a... So feeling a little out yeah. of place right so it goes up the river they make it to the island do a recon of the island real quick it's timing the route how long it's going to take them and on the way back of course everybody that saw them on the way up is now sitting outside practically sitting on a lawn chair drinking a beer <laughs> and waiting for them to come back because <laughs> they know if they went one way there's only one way to get right? back out there's the only way to get out so as soon as they're on the way back they start getting shot up are you serious oh yeah they were oh, getting shit. lit up and they had uh apaches were nearby on station and they came by uh cj called up one of the apaches he's like hey he calls his call sign he's like hey you're being shot at by a guy with the ak and he tells him the direction he's like he's what and you see the apache flip around and just strafes by him one inch rockets he was gone holy shit yeah <laughs> gone clear clearing out the parade huh oh yeah oh, yeah <laughs> yeah that boat got riddled full of holes i can't oh. believe cj was that polite over the radio though oh he 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 well he was yeah. calm under he fire. was he was he, yeah. was he was really calm under fire he That's was. what you want, man. Oh yeah. Um, remember when we were doing the in placing the voting points? Oh yeah, that's pretty stressful right there. Yeah. Surrounded by a bunch of people you don't want to be surrounded by. Yep. So that was the first time I got blown up. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> oh, I'm fine with it. Okay. So, so we went, we had a mission. We had to go down and place T barriers around the cities to make sure vehicles couldn't drive in during the voting. Right. No vehicles were allowed in because they didn't want any VBIDs going in, going off. So after we get it down in place, we're on our way back, and I don't know what it was about that spot where the building was where you zeroed your 50 cal. Mm -hmm. They just love blowing us up right there. I don't know what it was. It started it's off just with a hot the, spot. It yeah. started off with my vehicle being trying to blow, trying to blow it up first, and it was my birthday. Go freaking <laughs> figure. So we're oh, driving shit. through, Here's and next to know, boom, 
And uh, I got a piece of shrapnel that's like 13 inches long from that IED. Oh, fuck, dude. It's, it is sharp. If I was to wrap the back end of it with a knife, you could hack anything up with it. Did you keep that? Oh, yeah. I have it at home. You got it? Yeah. They let me keep it. You, because should, you should make a blade out of that. Sweet. Sure. That would be badass. I know yeah. some people who can make them knives for you. Yeah. We know some people. Yeah. All right. Maybe I'll just link up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so I got blown up on my birthday. And uh, from then on, so it started off with the crater just on the right edge of the road. And by the time we left, that crater had grown to almost the whole width of the road. Yeah. Because they kept doing IEDs in the same spot. And not always just on us. Well, I guess if they said, the, if you're going to keep coming this way, yeah. we're going to keep putting the, <laughs> the IEDs there. Huh? And it was the only route we could go through. Yeah. To, to get down to that area. And they knew that. Oh, yeah. But um, we ended up catching one of them. Is this during that, that election thing? Yeah. That election period? How long did that last? About a month. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So you had to do that shit for a month. Yeah. A lot of it was uh, overwatching routes and stuff, uh, yeah. you know, travel routes and yeah. keeping them from put, trying to keep them from putting in the IEDs. But yeah, it was yeah. all associated with that leading up to the elections. So. Right. And yeah. you guys were putting those blockades in, so you just funnel and they could only go yeah. one way. One way. Well, now, yeah. they did that shit too, didn't they, with their roads? They blocked the roads. And They'd use vehicles and stuff to block the roads. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly what they would do is just pour gas in the, in the road and then come back later because it would just melt the asphalt. Yeah, and, and they could uh, just, just you fuck could the just, roads up. You yeah. could just dig it out with a shovel like you were digging up sand. <laughs> so. so they'd do that. And uh, I got a good story. What's that one? The, uh, oh, well, no. No, let's come, let's come back to it. Because I, I can't remember all the details. It's going to take me a second. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> you, get a, you get a rewind. Yeah. So the first IED was on my birthday. But one night, we were heading out to a checkpoint. And I remember, because we never got, we were never attacked after a certain point on the river. Never. And I shouldn't have said it. I looked at my driver's like, all right, we're good here. Nothing ever happens after this. We drive around the corner. Boom. This time I'm in my home V and it blows up right next to me. I can't hear anything anymore. Oh, shit. I just grab the hand hand mic. I'm like, IED, IED. And I can't hear anything. So we're driving. And I just tell the driver to stop. And right when we stop, I see rounds skip across the road in front of us. I was like, what? Is it from behind? (laughs) From off to our right. There was a small river off to the right of us. I think it was the Euphrates also. And just at a different point in some field over there they started lighting trying to light us up from the right side and cj he gets on the radio he's like uh he tells all gunners to orient that way and they just start lighting up that whole side of the road over there and there were some insurgents that were on our side of the road and they were trying to get away and they hopped in a boat and they were trying to get away on the boat and he took a 203 round <laughs> what shot kind of boat was the, it <laughs> it was like a rowboat yeah. a small rowboat yeah. and he took a two oversized round. canoes yeah pretty much i mean why even bother they, I guess they thought it was their great X field plan. They might as well so, swim it. Yeah. They planned this out for months. And yeah. We're going to hit them here. And we're going to jump in our rowboat. Yeah. And so <laughs> he sees him going. He grabs a 203, loads it into, uh, he grabs his driver, 203, loads it around in there and launches it and just blows, a, just blows it up right in the river. And then Apaches were five minutes away. They got called in. And it was pretty cool. I bet they cleared the path, oh, no yeah. doubt. I, th- I think I got a good one uh, summed up, but has to do with Balad when uh, the Air Force was losing about a Humvee a day. Uh, they were securing oh, their airfield. I remember and, this uh, one. I was telling about, some guys on the range. <laughs> about a, a month after the invasion, you know, we, we had a lot of downtime for that first month after the uh, initial war Cease was over. Fire. Yeah. And uh, they were losing a Humvee a night. Of course, they were driving the perimeter in white, white lights and everything, and they, they called our troop up there, and we were to secure the airfield. And... and uh, so what we did was we stacked all the crews. We had the, the main vehicle commanders, and uh, Sobey was in it, and I, and I was the, 
Johnson was the lead vehicle and I was the trail vehicle, the two senior scouts. And then yep. they filled everybody with the commander, first sergeant, all the platoon sergeants and platoon leaders. And first night out, and we were complete blackout in our Bradleys, and they'd never seen Bradleys in that area before. And um, yeah. Johnson had spotted a uh, machine gun team and an RPG. It was about five personnel. Yeah. And they were about 100 yards off the road. And um, he reports it, and the commander gives a um, platoon fire command for six Bradleys. <laughs> at my command oh and my God. everybody yeah. traverses and and lights lights these guys up at once and and it was uh, like they couldn't even they didn't know we had thermal they didn't yeah, know they we didn't know we could see them they, they, they didn't even know what them. they were they did they just heard the vehicles because they thought know, they were invisible vehicles. yeah and uh so <laughs> i had two two of them crawling off in a ditch and my gunner had the bradley's real sensitive to having to release the tension on the gears the feed gears otherwise it'll jam up after about five rounds and he had cleaned the rounds or something that afternoon and didn't release the tension mm. and uh so we had a malfunction well he went to he's, he said can i shoot him with coax i said send it he gets about five rounds off, and the dust had jammed up the coax, and he said, let me shoot a toe, let me shoot a toe. So uh, <laughs> I said, fuck it, raise the toe, and he raises the toe on missile, and, and uh, he said, I got him, and I said, send it, and he said, on the way. And when a toe goes off, it's a big explosion to launch the, the rocket, mm-hmm. and then the, the propulsion system of the rocket kicks in, and it's, it's guided from there. All right. So, so they so, didn't blow up in their face when it... Yeah, so right. it, 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 something so it doesn't mess up the tracking system yeah. completely yeah. when it comes out of the chute, yeah. and um, so it gets one. Of, I mean, the body it just disintegrates, and uh, <laughs> the, there's another. I don't know if it was a chicken or the Vapor. other guy that was was crawling around because we have thermals on our Bradley, and the commander comes on the radio, who's hit, who's hit, and we had a reporter that was on the vehicle two or three adjacent to us, and we were in right. a line. Yep. And uh, commander said, "Who's hit? Who's hit?" And I, was, I said, "It was me. I fired a rocket." He said, "God damn it! Next time, let me know when you're going to do that." And I said, "Roger, on the way." way. And sent the second missile. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we get back to the base camp, and well, let me back up a little bit. Yeah. The um, the command, higher command, was like, uh, you know, who you shooting at? What you shooting? We want you to bring bodies back. There ain't none but parts down here. Yeah. And so they bring them back anyway. So we Come found on. we found the biggest piece of a body we could find, and it was like half a half a person. Put it in a body bag and strap it to the front of CJ's vehicle, and he's the first one into the gate. And a couple of Air Force chicks out there, and what you got in the bag? Eh, it's a body. And uh, <laughs> his gunner it. had picked up a hand that had a watch on it because he thought it was cool because it was a hand with a watch and nothing else. And he said, uh, <laughs> instead of taking the watch off, he just kept the whole thing, right? And, right. Uh, I don't know if I should be telling all this. But <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually <laughs> tell it because he's already told this story. So. Yeah, so, yeah so I want to hear your version of it. <laughs> so so they, they go back and forth for like three, five minutes, and we're like, we just want to get the fuck in the gate. You know, it's, it, and yeah. uh, he's going back and forth with this cute little Air Force chick. And, Finally, he goes, you guys pretty busy out here? And she goes, yeah, we're pretty busy. He goes, could you use a hand? And she, yeah, we could use a hand. And he throws a hand down, and she runs screen him off. And, well, the next the next day, we're the talk of the town, right? And they're oh, bringing yeah. us oh, care yeah. packages from all their people that <laughs> yeah. went home early. And they, we're like, we're like, they yeah, they loved us. New and Kings on the loved, mountain, but they, they loved us after they that. Loved so. John. They, they, was the they best. loved John after that one because they stopped getting ambushed. Yeah, so. Yeah. You know, it was, you, that was the end of that. Hand? Yeah, you need a hand, and there, there, there it yeah. is. Yeah, she's probably still suffering from that. Yeah, thing, but. oh, that's great. It's, yeah, he's actually he he's told us that story before, but yeah, that, that's yeah, it's a good one. And I then like the it. next day, the sergeant major came by. Yeah, I heard you were shooting, right. shooting yeah. troops with a missile, yeah. shaking his hand and smiling at the same time. And he, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. kind of like don't do that again. Yeah, right. Yeah. So yeah, it worked out. Uh, yeah, we didn't have a problem in that area anymore. No, we didn't. So. Yeah, that was that was a great time. Mm-hmm. 
Now, we, we talked about what you're doing nowadays. You're, you're working out on the range. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are you doing nowadays? I'm, uh, I'm going back to school to be an electrical engineer. Right on, man. Yeah. Dope. That's awesome. Yeah. So. Hey, we're hiring electricians at Fort Stewart. Look here. It's <laughs> got you hired, man. There you go. <laughs> so how long have you been in school? Back uh, in school? Two years. Two years? Two years now. Okay. Yeah. And how long does that take to go through the electrical? Uh, four years. Okay. Yeah, so I'm halfway there. Very good. Are you going to one of the local universities here? Yeah, uh, uh, I'm. I'm from Utah, so I'm going. Oh, you're in Utah. Yeah, I'm okay. going to Utah State University. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of gun companies in Utah. There are. Yeah, a lot of firearm companies. Proof Research, in Utah. I think, is one of them. I think so. Yeah, I think they're yeah. they're one of them. Um, God, yeah. I can't think of all of them right now. Um, what's the one? Uh, Cobalt Kinetics. I think they're out of Utah. Um, I don't know. I've had several. Everybody runs together after a while. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, you. Maybe I should just link up with them. Well, <laughs> I mean, they need electrical engineers, I'm sure, up there, too. But is there a certain um, industry or something you're wanting to get into? No. Um, so, the. Sign off. Marco's got to go. Sorry, guys. I got, I got, I got to take off. Uh, but thanks for having me on the show. Give your give your uh, social medias and YouTube and everything. Uh, I'm not old enough to have a Facebook, so you can only find me on Instagram. That's <laughs> at gunchannels underscore. Uh, on Instagram and uh, thanks for having me on. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. You gonna be out here shooting? Yeah. I'll be out there, you guys. All right. Great meeting you. Yep. All right. So Marco's out. Can't get his input anymore. I was waiting for you to ask some questions, man. Bro, like, like, you think I'm gonna interrupt? Like, you know, like, you know, some like these awesome stories. I, just I know. I'm just, I'm just sitting here and all listening. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This is, this is cool shit. So, uh, but we're talking about the industry that you're. Yeah. So. When I got out, I wanted to be an electrician, just straight up electrician or mm-hmm. a carpenter. Pick a trade skill because the projected future for trade skill jobs is phenomenal. They say that in the next 20 years, more than half of them will be gone because nobody wants to do it. They want to do something more productive. They want to be a CEO. They want to be a manager or something. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be a plumber. Nobody wants to be a carpenter. Nobody wants to be an electrician. So although, yeah, electricians are always – or uh, computer guys are always going to be needed, but – so are the trade skills. But that market gets saturated like anything else. It does. You know? And as people are leaving that, yeah. then they become higher demand. And yeah. guess what goes up when you're in higher demand? Yeah. Pay. Exactly. Pay. Yeah. And so the trade skills. And people that want to work. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. That's yeah. true. And so I wanted to do that. And the VA's vocational rehab program said no. They weren't going to pay for it because my shoulders are already bad, my back's bad, my knees are shot, and I wouldn't even make it through journeyman, and they'd have to retrain me for something else. And they said no to everything. I even asked if I could be a sheriff or highway patrol or something. They said, nope, we're not going to let you do it. Like, great, thanks. Just, just no evaluation at all? Just nope? Yeah, just no. Just based on your just based on, based on your file? Yeah. That's bullshit. <laughs> so they said no, and um, so I looked at a list of things that were available because I had to take a test for what I would match up with. And mechanical engineer was there. And so I started out doing that, but then – they got to the part where I had to do material analysis, the breaking point, the bending point, flex point, all that wonderful stuff. How far can it flex and be able to come back to its original position before it won't come back? And I was not interested in that. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. And I changed Doesn't to interest electrical. me. Yeah. I changed to electrical because I like, I wanted to be an electrician, so that's the closest I could get, and so that's what I want to do. Cool. Yeah. Are you wanting to do your own business, start your own thing? or I'm, I might go work for uh, – 
for one of the contractors up at Hill Air Force Base in Utah. I know they could use a lot of electrician work around here. (laughs) 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 At this place, maybe CJ will have a job for you. (laughs) They need some work. So you guys have been out at the range, been shooting. Oh yeah, uh, some stuff. What uh, what's caught your eye? Um, so they got the the shotgun today, the auto shotgun, working today. I can't remember who makes it. The arsenal. Yeah. Okay. And so they got it working today. They found out they had to use a full three inch slug on it, and and I got to be the first one to shoot that, and my shoulder still hurts. (laughs) Kick like a mule, huh? Oh oh, hell yeah. (laughs) So what are those? How many rounds is that? That magazine was like five. Five or eight, something yeah, like that. Something like that. Yeah. I think, I think the, the magazine he had was like a five round mag, and it was shooting slugs and kicking my ass. Talk about releasing some hate. Man. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you release hate with that thing. And um, was so it shooting slugs? Shooting, yeah, shooting slugs. How did it sound on the the steel? It sounded good. It sounded really good. I was gonna say, could you hear it after oh, the yeah. ringing in your ears? You could or? still hear it. It was it was good. It was a yeah. definite impact. Ding. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was definite. So that made an impression on you today. Oh, yeah, in two ways. <laughs> in two ways. More <laughs> My shoulder and psychological. Literally <laughs> and physically, yeah. Yep. What about you, John? Oh, well, I, I, I do a lot of building PRS um, shooting stuff. So mm-hmm. um, uh, the thing that really, the innovative products that the that Maxim has out, the uh, shorter buffer um, bolt carrier group that they have going mm-hmm. on, that, that's the kind of stuff I like to look at here. I'm a tech guy, so. Yeah. Um, I like seeing all those new products that I haven't seen yet. And yeah. I, I love anything yet. But that's I love innovation. I love to see companies that are out there trying different new, exactly. new things, stuff we haven't seen before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for that. some people to come on board with ammo, you know, because I work at range inno- control and I it just. Hurts. What kind of ammo are you looking for? I'm looking for somebody to come out with a, a tungsten core instead of a steel core because I think the Army contractor paying $13 a round for 762 that's environmentally friendly. Um, and it's steel tipped and it's 139 grain. And I, I know what PRS, makes it environmentally friendly. It has a steel tip and it's, uh, the rest of it's copper. It's got a, like a, you know, so it doesn't have lead. Um, yeah, people that lead. if you, the shoot houses we have, for example, they have to be free cleared of the lead. Yeah. Uh, so that becomes a big, um, expense for facilities down the road and, you know, for them to say, okay, now we have an environmentally friendly ground. Yeah, now Maybe that's we, bull crap. But if you could, if you take it something when it weighs one hundred, are we grams, sure that copper is environmentally friendly <laughs> and tungsten is envir? Are we? Do we know that? Yeah, well, I, well, I, I think it's an instrument for death, anyways. <laughs> and I don't know. What, I think we should go with what performs best. But yeah, we, we do know that tungsten's more dense and heavier, yeah. so it carries better. And that's what I look at as the aspect of how well it can shoot downrange. And yeah, is you, it as plentiful as? as lead oh absolutely not and it's a lot more expensive but right. i think it's cheaper than the 13 dollars price point because we're lining some lobbyists pockets right but, but uh i, I i'm Which waiting for the normal. prs and regular gun community to get in on board and break all these long-range records by having innovative ammunition and that's what i'm hoping to see in the future yeah yeah, yeah. So. so speaking of uh that the charlie melton you know him uh i'm not sure if he's the gentleman i talked to earlier or not no he's not here this year he was here last year i've heard the name yeah so uh he's um former navy seal sniper okay okay he trained chris kyle marcus luttrell yeah i got you he's like six four or five or six i mean he's a giant giant. (laughs) i mean after after you get 
you know, like six feet, everybody's just a, <laughs> yeah. a giant to me. So, yeah. but I mean, not, not somebody you look at and go, he's a sniper, you know, cause yeah. you don't yeah. think somebody yeah. like that's going to be a sniper. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, Chris Kyle was tall, right? Yeah, he was. Tall guy. Marcus Luttrell's tall. I mean, yep. So apparently there's a pattern there with their snipers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but anyway, uh, he's, he's going next, next month. This is in, yeah, April. 7,000 yards? Yeah. Wow. He's going to he's going to shoot some steel. Not with a steel bullet though. From 7,000 yards. It is a it's going to be a modified Shytac round. It's nice. called a Tejas. Mm-hmm. It's designed by Brad Stair at Performance Rifles. And of course he's got the whole rifles um to to go with it too. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and what I mean it's super I don't know how many probably as long as charlie is they're gonna do a yeah. podcast and then give away the rifle after he makes the show i don't know if he's gonna give away the rifle but uh, we're planning on trying to be there and yeah, they're gonna awesome. they're gonna televise it but no i mean that the ranges are getting ridiculous now oh, that, and at some point you know the traditional ammo is not gonna yeah i completely agree i think that's not where a lot of innovation it. is lacking right now it, yeah. well it's not lacking because people are doing it but yeah. it's not out there on a big scale so. yeah. yeah and that's because a lot of people because i mean who shoots seven thousand yards it's just not a big thing for it's like evil Knievel jump in the grand canyon you know he proved it could be done but has anybody else done it and why would they want to do it and yeah exactly you know that kind of thing it's just cool shit to know that as humans we can perform things like that yeah put that man on the moon but i'm with you as (laughs) as as people try that's where our innovation comes Mm -hmm. is people wanting to accomplish the unaccomplishable and you know what's perceived what made america great right it's what yeah it's what makes humans great Mm -hmm. yeah you know because i mean you get people from all over the world that try these things and we all benefit from it you exactly. know you know from the technology and whatnot and we got a little wind it's all right a little wind it adds to the ambiance for our listening audience it makes them feel like they're actually here with us there you go, there you go. <laughs> so but yeah I, I'm, I'm with you man i'm really anxious to see where ammunition is going to take us now especially with the, the restrictions that they're trying to put on it nowadays and that always leads to to innovation you know yeah. people want to that's where we came up with the 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 braces for the you know for our rifles yeah you know? exactly so um make lemonade out of lemons right exactly but if they would just quit putting these limitations on us we would excel more ridiculous means too like a bayonet lug when was the last time you saw someone doing a bayonet charge in a city for a mask stabbing no never no i think wait no civil war civil the civil war (laughs) so yeah or africa yeah yeah so it's not something that's done but you can't have a bayonet lug can't have it no it's banned you know but but their their argument is that's why you don't see mass murders with bayonets bull (laughs) <laughs> it is bull. It is a complete bull. But we are of like-minded individuals, and we're preaching to the, the yeah, choir. Yeah, you know? this is true. But we have to get the word out to, to educate those that are. Yeah. Like I like to say here, we educate the uneducated. Yeah. On talking lead. Yeah. Uh, but it's great to have you guys on. Thank you for taking the time. Yeah, no problem. Sharing your stories. Uh, it's been those, fun. Those are fun stories. We like we like fun stories, especially when it, if it's going to be busting on one of our friends, you know, yeah. CJ. Uh, I, I got one. Someone can always use I was going to say, is it, I'm trying to milk for more here. <laughs> okay, I got one. This one in the combat one. So this That's is, fine. It this could is be just, just a, before we left. It could be just a sitting in a restaurant store. You know? So when we went in for the invasion, we were just wearing the regular flak vest. And when we went back the second time in 03 or in 05, we had interceptor vests on. And they had the, you could actually put plates in them. 
and we're in the front of the troop area, and I, I just walked in, and he's like, hey, Sylvie, come here. I was like, all right. I come over. He's like, here, put this on real quick. Brand new interceptor vest. Like, all right, yeah, I put it on. He strapped me in. He's like, yeah. So anyway, he's like I was saying, you know, bullets and this and that can't go through it. And I didn't know it. In his right hand, he had a Gerber silver trident. No. Yeah. And I didn't know it. And he goes, yeah, but it'll stop. And he just swings over and stabs it right in my chest. And it was so fast. My life did not flash before my eyes. I just saw a knife sticking out of the vest. <laughs> You're like, what the hell? Yeah. And so I was glad like. Glad that worked. Yeah, me too. I was very glad that worked. So you you involuntarily volunteered to exactly test it. He wanted to see if it worked. Yeah, he he knew it worked, but it, and, oh yeah, I know. And they were getting in an argument about how it wouldn't stop things. And but he, did he really know that? It, oh, with CJ, <laughs> CJ knows. He knows. I guarantee you he had an extra vest and he was back plinking on that thing to see what kind of stuff it wouldn't and would right. stop. <laughs> did he have a room full of people when he did it though? Oh, he had the commander, the first sergeant, all the lieutenants, and some of the platoon sergeants. All right, and to see if you, they had a bet whether you'd shit your pants or not. I mean. No, I don't think they did. He was just trying to, they were in an argument that it wouldn't stop large objects. And he's like, yeah, it will. And sure enough, I walked by it at the wrong time. <laughs> so, That's classic. Yeah. You got another one you want to throw out there before uh, we sign off here? No, I mean, nah. We'll save it for, we'll, we'll we'll save save it for it another for day. Another yeah. yeah, you can see a lot of his stuff in the book, though. So, so let me ask you. I've got a I've got a line of questions that I ask my my new guest on the show. All right. So I'm gonna hit you guys with the new guy, new guy, new guy questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, what's your earliest recollection of shooting a, a gun? How old were you, and what was it? I was eight, and it was a 22 long rifle with my dad. Hunting or just out plinking? Plinking on paper ter- paper plates. You still have that twenty two? No. Um, so a while later, my brother, he uh, he had a, some kind of chemical deficiency thing in his brain. Mm-hmm. And so he actually went crazy, took the guns, threatened to kill everybody in the house, destroyed the whole house. <laughs> Did and he kill people? No, he didn't kill anybody. Okay. All right. I was going to say, no. let's not record this. <laughs> <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't kill anybody. But um, after that, my dad got rid of all of his guns, his three fifty seven snub nose, his shotguns, his rifles, everything. He got rid of all of it. Sold it to some guy for really cheap. He didn't want guns in the house anymore. Yeah. And so that was my first experience. The next time I pulled the trigger was on an M16A1 in basic training. In basic training? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which did you like better, the twenty two or the... I'm just kidding. <laughs> the twenty two because I didn't have a drill sergeant yelling at me. <laughs> Making you shoot it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yep. So what about now? What do you? Uh, I only have. What do you one, like to shoot? I have one rifle right now, and um, it's a Savage One Ten Seven Millimeter Rem Mag. Okay. So, do a little hunting with that. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Because we have the nice big game up there. You got the In elk, Utah, hell yeah. mule deer. Yeah. You even have some moose up there too. It's good eating. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of meat when you lay them down. <laughs> <laughs> fill a fill a freezer up. Oh yeah. What about you, John? Um. I shot a lot of air gun when I was, you know, 10, 11 years old, and I mm-hmm. think I got my first twenty two when I was 14. Where Christmas. did you grow up? Southern Indiana. Okay. And I still have the twenty two. I don't have my air gun, but I still got the You 22. still got your twenty two. Well, it's nice. stripped down and just sitting in the closet, but it doesn't have the scope on it anymore. But, yeah, I used to do a lot of squirrel hunting with that thing. So. I'll bet. Yeah. A lot of plinking. Oh, yeah. I started off with a 410. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, four ten shot. We had the twenty twos and and all that stuff, but my, the first one that I could call my own, 
uh, I think it was like my ninth birthday or something like that. My dad got me a, a 410 nice. shotgun. Nice. Still have it. Nice. But I haven't shot it in probably 20 years. Yeah. It's just one of those that I just keep because it's, you know, childhood memory. Oh, yeah. Memory. Definitely. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we've talked about you guys' service. Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. Um, we won't talk any more about that, but that's my right. next question, whether you were law enforcement, uh, military, or something like that. So yeah. We've got that one. Next one would be uh, when it comes to pop culture. Whether it's music, movie, TV show, magazine, you know, whatever it may be, what's your go-to? It's kind of like your release, your escape that you know that you do for for relaxation or enjoyment. I, uh, I do a lot of reloading for uh, precision rifle shooting series, mm-hmm. and um, I'll watch YouTube. Did videos. I show you this tool? Uh uh-uh. Did you see is that this? a bullet puller? What is that? Yeah, it's a bullet puller. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought it was a tuning fork when I saw it at first until you turned it over and I saw the numbers on it. Uh-uh. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Bud, X-Steel Target guy, made that. Hmm. So I'll let you talk to him about it. He's a big reloader also. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had some failed failed uh, failures with the 224 Valkyrie. I got about 100 rounds. I got to pull a 22. I was wondering whether yeah. I should get one of those kinetic ones or what I need to get to get, get some of those damn bullets. But, um, yeah, I watch a lot of YouTube uh, just to s- try to find new products and people doing something different that I haven't thought about yet or, yeah. you know, so I get a lot of my ideas there. I do a lot of that when I, if I'm in the middle of doing something. Like mm-hmm. I had to freaking change out a sink, kitchen sink. Yeah. My wife decided she wanted a new kitchen sink to go with the new appliances. That Yeah. So, I mean, I had to install an oven, had to install a gas cooktop, had to install. The whole nine yards, huh? Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing a lot of YouTubing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. During yeah. the kitchen remodel, yeah. Yeah. Because I was doing a lot of that work myself. It, it's been really frustrating that a lot of the limitations have been placed on those guys here recently because um, it's just reducing the content that's out there. Well, and it's, it's more our industry. It's more the firearms industry that they're that they're really harping on and, and choking down yeah. and that's what's bad about it yeah, that's stifling information which is it is but again you know I, you got to look at it's their it's a privately owned mm-hmm. company and it's a service that you don't have to use if you don't want to mm-hmm. you know kind of thing yep so the way i see it is some some innovator in our industry hopefully will come out with it's not going to be me <laughs> <laughs> i'm not going to come out with the you know the gun tube or you know, whatever it may be called yeah um, that's but, a good one though yeah i'm sure it's already taken <laughs> yeah. it's got to be already taken if it wasn't someone's doing it now right yeah <laughs> <laughs> they're jumping all over yep what about you soby um i used to i've got two sports bikes i had one of them uh completely changed over to a track bike only so road course and i used to do that um something about going around the corner with your knee on the ground at 45 miles an hour <laughs> at, it's just appealing yeah yeah uh, relaxing it it actually was it was relaxing to do that yeah and even even when i went i went down on the track in putnam and after i went down the bike got ruined but it snapped the handlebar off (laughs) that great gave you something to do the next weekend right (laughs) yeah the next few months there's your next few month project (laughs) right there had to replace the exhaust and everything went down on the right side oh shit and um but i was fine and once i realized i was fine then i started hitting the track harder and having a lot more fun there you go but now um now i've been having some memory problems and so i I won't get on my bike right now okay but that's what i did man's got to know his limitations yeah you know 
good job. When it comes to movies, what's uh, what's your go to movie? What do you what do you like? I don't really have a go- a single go to movie or anything, but I that's love one you just action. watch over and over and over again. Huh. I'm gonna have to go with Fox and the Hound or something. <laughs> <laughs> the Bambi, Bambi. I just put one shot on loop. It's when he gets Sponge shot while bomb. jumping through the air. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. I don't have a go-to you, movie. So you like the action genre? I, I do, like John Wick kind of movies, stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I'd have to say my favorite movie of all time would be. Uh, my dad took it to took me to see it when I was younger. It'd be Firefox with Clint Eastwood. Okay. Was, yeah, that's that's old. That is old. <laughs> and I, I remember that movie. Yeah. Um, they're hovering like over the water and as they're you know flying real low the water yeah it had that big rooster, big tail. rooster tail yep yeah, yeah i remember that yeah it was an amazing movie i hadn't thought about that one in a long time yeah we've had other clint eastwood movies mentioned but that's the first time that one's been mentioned yeah yes win yeah win for you <laughs> what about you i i'd like the uh world war ii movies fury and um the, the one with the british aviators I, I can't even remember what that that one was the british aviators where they were i'm trying to think which one that is it was an American aviator that was flying with the British uh, Royal Air Force. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. I just like that era. I think that was a greater generation than our generation. So yeah. yeah, like Saving Private Ryan. You yeah, like, yeah, like all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, I dig those kind of movies. Uh, yeah, Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, I like that one so much. But yeah, I like that one. It's got a lot of good. It's got a lot of yeah, gunny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so that's a good one. So um, next, want to have got to have kind of bucket list thing it's like i'm you know i'm gonna get that this next week or next Mine month. changes every month after i do it so oh. yeah so what, what's your next one what's coming up i'm working on a um thousand yard 223 right now and it's just kind of I, I shoot tactical class in prs and it just kind of intrigues me with the f class slash prs with the 223 so just flavor of the so month you're building that yeah, yeah. i've what, got the barrel order what know. length it's a 24 one in seven with an R5 and from Excalibur, and I'm using a uh, all JP handguards internals and uh, one of the DPMS low pro uppers just because they're a lot heavier than most of the industry's right. uppers. Yeah, so that's my project right now. And nice. Everything should be in in the next couple of weeks. So. Okay. What about you? I don't have a bucket list. <laughs> you got nothing that you're eyeing. You're like, hey, I'm gonna. Go. No. Pick that up next chance I get. No. I don't have <laughs> a, I don't have a bucket list. Okay. No. What about rules be damned, laws be damned, price be damned? What would you own? A Ford Raptor Shelby edition. Okay. That's more <laughs> of a bucket list kind of thing. <laughs> Cuz that's obtainable, you know, you could you well, could get that. No, but that's get, that's money be damned. <laughs> That's true. But once you get that, once you get your electrician thing, you oh yeah, not be able to get one of those. Yeah, yeah, get that. So yeah, think bigger, bigger. Yeah, think bigger. Laws don't Laws apply. Gone. Money doesn't apply. Oh shit! What's that new? Uh, what's that grenade launcher that uh, <laughs> that um that has the range sensors on it? So you can shoot it in the right corners. It, yeah, yeah. You can shoot it, and right when it gets past the target, it blows up to go back into the wall. Oh, cool. Yeah, I would take that. Okay. There you go. Grenade launcher. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I need about 6,000 acres and would turn it into a big um, outdoor retreat for disabled veterans is what I would do. That's, cool. That's sweet. Yeah. 
do some long range shooting on that, couldn't you? Yep, hunting, shooting, we do it all. Hell so. yeah, little four wheeling, dirt bike out there. Oh yeah, hell yeah. If you could spend the day at the range with anyone, person or group of people, whether they're still living, dead, fictional, yeah, who would it be? Hmm. My dad. Okay. I've been able to shoot with my dad since uh, since I was eight. And I know he loves shooting, and he regrets that he got rid of his guns. And so I, I would definitely spend the day on the range with my dad. Cool. Yeah. And he's still around, still with us? Yeah, he is. Perfect. He's still there. So that, that'd be awesome. You bring him out here next year. I'm sure you bring him out here anytime. You know? Yeah. You're always welcome out here. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you could make that happen, man. Yeah. <laughs> I need to make that happen. What about you, John? I think it would be Carlos Hathcock, Larry Tubb, and Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> to to change her mind to or? change her mind yeah, okay to show her we'd have to win her over with love that to show her that the recoil and the <laughs> sound of steel on steel is more appealing than you think right i'm all about that because i think uh you can you can win hippies and liberals over just by getting them on the range so. getting yeah. getting hands on <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly yeah exactly don't 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 just don't argue with them educate them. i think yeah i think when people are educated and they they realize that it's a it's a tool that yeah yeah the best way to educate them is to show them mm-hmm. exactly yeah and if they're willing to to do it yeah and that's something that we you know preach on this show as well is take somebody to the range that's never been before make oh, that yeah. make that like a monthly goal to take you know at least yeah. one person that's never policy. been that's never shot a gun take them out yeah and do it in a safe manner obviously yeah you know? And who was the tub? Who's the tub? Larry Tubbs. He's a probably the most renowned long range shooter that's still alive that I know of. He's um, he's just a legend in the sport. Okay, and I know the Carlos Hathcock. Yeah, yeah. is that the rooster? Uh, the white he, feather. The, well, they had all kinds of nicknames for him. Okay. So yeah. 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 He's he's been mentioned a couple of times. Nancy Pelosi has never been mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. And I think I think the Tubbs guy has been mentioned before. Yeah, he's. A couple of times, but very cool. Yeah, that's all the questions I got for you guys. Pass, appreciate it. Oh, yay! <laughs> yay! I finally passed the test. <laughs> so, that does it for another episode of the Talking Lead Podcast. Leadheads, thanks for tuning in. Make sure you go to our Instagram, Facebook page, check all the updates, and don't forget to tune in next episode where our guest is going to be Jack Carr, former Navy SEAL and author of The Terminal List and his new book, True Believer. Until then, as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close and keep those firearms closer.